Hey everybody, welcome to the You Should Know Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. You know how I know it's Episode 6? Normally I fumble, I'm like, ooh, what episode is it? I know it's Episode 6 because I bought a whiteboard for the podcast. There's a whiteboard sitting right off camera. You can't see it because movie magic. And there's no such thing as a good podcast without a whiteboard. Name one good podcast that does not have a whiteboard in its general vicinity. We have that now. But thank you so much for um, all the kind words you guys left on the last episode. Um, I know I, I vented. I, I opened up a little bit about the struggles of being a content creator. You know, I know like crocodile tears. Is that what they say? World's smallest violin. Like I wasn't trying to make anybody feel bad for me. I just wanted to open up with my people and y'all showed me a lot of love. So if you're not already subscribed to the channel or on Spotify or on Apple Music or wherever you're getting this podcast at, make sure to go do that because it would mean a whole lot to me. And make sure to leave a comment right now. If you see an open keyboard and you haven't fulfilled the comment section, go ahead and do that. As you see, I reply to every single comment. Now, I was scrolling through Twitter today looking for some things to talk about on the podcast. What should I say? What should I do? I do have stories for you. I have topics, but I want to just like get outside of that. Maybe talk about the news. Maybe talk about the political climate in the world. Maybe talk about sports, music. Actually, I'm not going to talk about any of that because I was going through the good old Twitters on my phone. You can follow me on Twitter at the PSH8. I, you don't have to it's whatever but i was going through my timeline as one does on twitter i saw a video of a sea lion waddling up some rocks and it got me thinking are animals the smartest creatures in the world because how did they learn that how I had to be taught how to walk. It took me a little bit. I'm sure the same for you. Don't act like you just came kicking out the womb walking like you're ready for an Olympic trial, all right? You weren't. We all had to get taught somehow. Some take longer than others. I'm not going to talk about my timestamp because it's none of your business. But how do sea lions know that they can do that? And I know you're going to say, oh, it's instinct, Peyton. Well, where is my instinct? My instinct is to walk, isn't it? I was going to walk. That was in my cards. I had to get taught still. Did they go to otter school for waddles? Where do you learn that at? Also, birds that don't even don't don't even get me started on birds. They fly and migrate. They know what time of the year. They don't even own a calendar. Show me a pigeon with a calendar. I'll give you hundred dollars. Pigeons don't have calendars. They know what time based on the temperature, based on the kind of wind direction that's hitting their wings when to go east or west. I don't know. I didn't go to Bird 101 in college, but how do they how do they know that? How did they learn how to make shelter out of twigs? Don't don't be listening to me or looking at me through your phones or your computers or your listening to or your car, whatever you're listening to this on and be like, Peyton's an idiot. Why do I follow this dude? It, that is a good question. Where do they learn this kind of stuff at? That that's like great survival. They can go to any tree in the northern hemisphere. I'm sure that's where we're located. I don't know. I'm bad at geometry. And they can just go into any tree, find some twigs, and be like, this is our home. And so we get up and migrate. There has to be a school for that. I was going to share something just now, and I'm not going to do it anymore because it's a little too vulnerable. But actually, fuck it. Why not? Why not share? I like getting my head massaged. That's like my biggest weakness. If, 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 if I get some fingies on top of my tender skull, I turn into an exoskeleton. I turn it. I have been spitting for the past, like, 
three minutes of this podcast. If you've been seeing me spitting, I hope you ignore it because I will ignore it. I just, I turn into gush whenever I, whenever I get my head. I don't know if that's just a me thing, but the way my skull is, is like, um, the way it's manufactured. So how do, I don't know what camera to play to here, but just imagine, close your eyes, do what you have to do. My head is built like a skating ramp. So that right here on the top of my dome, right here on the back quadrant of the dome, it's high up. You see, then it goes down. I could collect water for a whole region that needs it. And then it just shoots back up. Tony Hawk would have his best performance if you put a skateboard right on top of my nugget. That's a fact. And right whenever I call this the dip right there where it declines right there in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the apex of my skull, how hard did I just stutter? You tell me that's, that's the spot you just rub right there. I'm, I'm collapsing. There's I'll, I'll drool. I lose all motor functions. If you're watching the podcast last week, you know, I went to an AAU tournament. And if you think about it, AAU basketball is absolutely insane. The functionality of AAU basketball is just nuts. The fact that we have children, growing children, playing like six games a day, how are their knees not obliterated? And I don't know why I'm acting like I wasn't involved in that, but the amount of pressure that we're putting on our bodies at such a young age, we will wake up at 8 a.m., play a game. Oh, we got another one at 12. Don't you worry about that. Oh, you thought you were done? Absolutely not. We got another game at 6 p.m. Oh, go ahead and go to your hotel room, get a rest. We're waking up at 8 a.m. again. You got another game. The the amount of pressure that we put on our bodies as AAU basketball players was absolutely insane. And hygiene for AAU is just disgusting. We're walking around all day in the same tights, jerseys, undershirts that we've been sweating in for the past 13 hours. No shower, no time to do that because we're just going back to back to back to back games. That is disgusting if you think about it. Also, the crazy thing about AAU basketball is AAU parents. They might be the worst human beings on the planet. I was at this AAU basketball tournament. I was just going through the gym, watching different games because I'm a fan of basketball. And on one court, there was just an abundance of parents supporting their children. I'm all for that. That's what you're supposed to do as a parent. Good job, but this is where you messed up. I was watching the game, and all of a sudden, the parents in the middle section of the game started to say a chant for their team. Hold on, that's not the bad part. These kids are at least 16 years old. They are competing for a college scholarship, and the chant that I heard is absolutely not okay on any occasion at all. I saw these parents stand up as a collective and start to chant, put your hand in his face, don't give him no space. Put your hand in his face, don't give him no space. Absolutely not. We're going to stop doing that right now. These kids are 16. We're not cheerleaders. We're here to support. Where did y'all practice that at? Did y'all get together in a meeting in your suburbans, go down, get some wine and cheese and start to think of chance to say to our 16 year old kids while we have college scouts on the baseline? That's not okay. We need to stop doing that. Also, they didn't just stop at that chant. They began to say, we already won because we just play for fun. We already won because we just play for fun. Stop it now. Absolutely not. We're never, ever going to allow that. Your kids are 16 years old. What made you think 
that that is okay. I understand your kid's about six years old, eight years old. Yeah, you already won because you played for fun. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. These kids are able to drive motor vehicles on the road in front of everybody. They're in front of college scouts trying to get thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of scholarship to get a free education. And you're chanting, we already won because we play for fun. You're wrong. Stop. That's not okay. I hate to be judgmental, but I'm like, where did we come to to decide as a collective of parents that we're going to start chanting that at a basketball game for 16-year-olds? There was not one parent in that group that objection, that's not okay. Everybody was like, nope, that's cool. We're going to do that. We're going to say that in front of everybody with no shame. You need to reevaluate what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? And the last thing on AAU basketball and how sick it is as a collective is that you could get blown out by 50 and then go run into the team that just embarrassed you in front of everybody at an Applebee's when you're just trying to enjoy cuisine with your family and friends. I don't want to see you. You just embarrassed me in front of college scouts. My pride is hurt. And now I see you enjoying rolls and a lobster biscuit right beside me. I don't want to see you. You just scored 50 more points than my team, and now I'm supposed to look at you in booth A. I don't like it. I don't want to see that happen. One of the main things you learn as an adult is what you like and what you don't like. And I have began to learn a lot of things that I just don't like or don't mesh well with. One of the things I absolutely do not like and will not budge on is sitting outside to eat on a date. It won't happen. I don't want a side of bus exhaust with my mashed potatoes. I don't like it. We can sit inside in the air conditioning and have a great cuisine together. I don't want buses, people, cars, dogs right next to my platter whenever I'm trying to eat a meal. I don't like it. If I see a bus coming near me whenever I'm eating, I'm not having a good time anymore. Have you ever smelled bus exhaust? Imagine that next to your french fries and your corn. It's a terrible time. We can sit inside and we can just look through the window on what the scenery is. I'm fine with it. Another thing I really don't mesh well with is public gyms. I was in my own quadrant of the gym doing my Bulgarian split squats and all of a sudden I see a left ankle next to my zygomatic arch. I should never see a barefoot next to me. There was a man practicing Muay Thai while I was just trying to do Bulgarian split squats. Do you know how uncomfortable that is? There was a man kicking while I was trying to work out right next to me, bare toes. I saw every toe right next to me in my peripheral. That's not okay. I was uncomfortable. I don't do well with public gyms. Another thing I don't like is water fountains. Water fountains are disgusting. What is that? Whenever you're trying to take a sip of water out of a water fountain, you're just getting backsplashed from people's drips of sips whenever you're trying to enjoy your hydration. If you're an adult and you're still drinking out of water fountains, you got to go brush your teeth immediately after you take that sip. You don't know what you just inhaled. That is disgusting. Also, I get flashbacks from when I was a kid trying to drink out of the water fountain. People were standing behind me counting, trying to monitor how long you're on the water fountain. What are we doing? 
monitoring hydration. As an adult, if I were to still go to a water fountain, I can assure you that I'm still going to be like one, two, three, four, five, six, because I'm scared that somebody's going to rip me off whenever I'm just trying to enjoy a liquid refreshment. Why are we monitoring hydration as kids? When did we learn that? And when was that acceptable in any school district in America? I know I'm not the only one that has that PTSD from trying to sip out of a water fountain and somebody's behind you counting and now they're yelling at you that you took too long and they're about to rip you off the water fountain. Since when did we start monitoring hydration? I don't know if I'm alone on this, but driving with somebody else in the car is awkward 97% of the time. One of my biggest pet peeves is when I'm driving and there's a passenger in the car with me and we're at a red light and all of a sudden the light turns green and they feel the need to tell me, hey, the light just switched. You can go. I'm in control of this vehicle right now. I am the captain of this ship. I know whenever that light turns green, I can go. I took the driver's test maybe three times. I am well aware that whenever that light turns green, that's my turn to accelerate. I don't need you giving me instructions in my right ear. Thank you very much for your input though. Also, whenever you're driving in the car with somebody and the music's out a loud octave and you're both enjoying the tunes together, singing back and forth to each other, and the other person messes up the lyrics, that might be the most awkward situation on planet Earth that we've ever seen. Because now what am I supposed to do? You know that I know that you just messed up and now it's awkward. You're trying to mumble through the rest of the verse and I'm still getting everything precisely perfect on how that artist wrote it. And now I gotta try to match you and find out where you're at and pretend like I didn't hear you. So I'm closing my eyes and still smiling and you're checking me to see if I just caught your mistake. Oh, trust me, I caught your mistake. Now I'm uncomfortable because I don't want to make you feel bad for what you just did. I was there. It was awkward. Now we have to go through this together. And it's not always whenever I'm the driver. Sometimes when I'm in the passenger, things are awful. One time I got in this girl's car, I immediately sit down. I look at her dashboard. She has a police scanner sitting on the hood of her car. Who are you? What are you running from? I would understand if this woman had a Hellcat, a Mustang, something fast that people like to drive various amounts of speed on the open road with. She had an 03 Honda Civic, oxidation on the hood, the left wheel was on its last breath. What are you hiding? Why do you need that police scanner right there? Where did you even get that equipment from? Now I'm nervous on who I'm just riding in the car with right now. The worst type of people to get in the car with is people that like to impress you with how fast and how furious they can drive their vehicle. Hey, I just want to get there safe. I don't need you bobbing and weaving, doing a cone drill through these multiple vehicles on the open road to try to impress me. You know what will impress me? If I get to our destination in one solid piece, the same way I got into the car is the same way I want to get out of the car. Not you going 98 in a 54. I don't need to see what you are practicing on GTA and you want to take it into the real world. I'll be okay if you go under the speed limit, actually. I don't know, man. These are just some things that I think of and I, I just have to get them out to you guys. And hopefully some of y'all can relate to me on this and I'm not feeling insane. For the second part of the podcast, honestly, guys, I don't know. I, this is the first time that I've shot the first half of the podcast before the second half of the podcast. So normally I have an idea when I'm shooting this part of what we're going to lead into. We haven't shot that second part yet because I'm like right after this, I'm getting in a car to drive to Oklahoma. Um, and we're going to meet with a bunch of people there and, um, we're going to record something. I hope it's good. I hope it's funny. If not, I'm sorry. You'll know before I do. So, uh, before we get into that, you know what time it is. It's time for a word from our friends at 
damn it, there's no participation in this damn studio. Come on, guys. I thought we were... It's for Manscaped. So uh, uh, here's this uh, ad for Manscaped, and we'll get into the rest of the podcast. I love you. I'll see you afterwards. Guys, support for the You Should Know podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package as you see right beside me. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer to you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code PSH at manscaped.com. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. That is an insane performance package. I think my favorite thing inside of this performance package is the new Lawnmower 4.0. It has an LED light inside of it so you can get a real precise shave and it helps reduce those little gnarly nicks you get whenever you're trying to groom below the belt. It also comes with the sick weed whacker which is an electric nose and ear hair trimmer. It has proprietary skin safe technology that helps prevent nicks and snags and tugs in that sensitive nose hole that we all got. Guys it's almost summertime and we need to smell good everywhere in our body especially below the belt so the manscape performance package comes with this crop preserver ball deodorant and this crop reviver ball toner i'm telling you it's getting hot outside it might smell a little swampy down there this will help you out guys hey we're all adults here i'm trying to help you inside this new performance package manscaped even throws in some goodies they got anti-chafing boxer briefs which is actually really cool and they have this travel bag and you can throw all your goodies in that you get from the performance package so guys get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code psh at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PSH at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the job at Manscaped. Now back to the podcast. The you Should Know Podcast. All right, we're back. Cam is back on the podcast. I know I said last time Cam's not going to be back. I came to Oklahoma. Cam's in Oklahoma. We actually have like a studio audience here. Guys, make some noise. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But, uh, it sounded like an animal. Yeah, yeah it was, I regret telling ooh. them to make noise. Um, but we are in Oklahoma at the Keep It 100 High School Sports Podcasting Studio. They're gracious enough for us to uh, use their space. Yep. And we're going we're gonna to rock out, huh? We are. Let's do it. Let's get to it. You know what I don't like? And our old college basketball coach used to do this. Whenever we would pump up gas for road trips... Mm-hmm. He would leave the car on. <laughs> that is a death trap for anybody. Does anybody here, do y'all keep the car on when y'all pump gas? I turn it off, for sure. 100%. If you do that, serial killer vibes. He would also, so remember how we told you multiple TikToks and on the podcast, how he's very Southern and Cajun. So his, one of his rules for driving was the driver pumps the gas, passenger, this is how he said it too. Whoever's sitting in the passenger got to wash the windows. <laughs> he would literally say, he would make, so we took van. Juco in Oklahoma, no funding. We took vans. Our charter bus broke down. Heater didn't work. So now, boom, we're in little white, you know, serial killer vans. <laughs> so whoever sat in the passenger with him, they got the perks of the leg room, the AC directly on them, all that. But as soon as it came time to stop, he said, man, you better get out, wash them windows. He'd literally say just like that. And he was like, he was dead ass. Like, you had to get out and wash the windows of this van. So just a little tidbit. I have a, another horror story from being inside of a car. And I was in Phoenix, Arizona doing a brand partnership. And I kind of talked about that in the last podcast. But I was in Arizona. I was leaving the Suns Arena after we were done doing our events for the day. We had to call an Uber, get back to the hotel. That's the only way you can do that or get a bicycle. But we're not doing that. We call an Uber. 
Uber pulls up, we get inside. It's a nice man. He's gracious enough to all of us. He's saying hellos or how you doings. We get in there. We sit down. We start going down the road. All of a sudden, stench starts to hit the nasal cavity. We're like, that wasn't any of us. That's a foreign smell to us. We don't know where that came from, but that is a bodily odor that just came out of an orifice. And it wasn't us. It was the Uber driver. So we're like, oh, no. That smell is horrible. It was so bad, we had to announce it to the Uber driver, like, hey, what is that? Are you sure you didn't poop? This isn't enjoyable, and you're getting my money because of this ride. Something needs to change. So as soon as we announced it to him, I think it was a little bit embarrassment came through the body. He was like, oh, no, no. He was like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. Nothing. We're like, we have to roll down a window. We are suffocating inside of this hot box of bodily odor that you have created for us. This environment is not safe for anybody. So we try to roll the windows down in the back seat. He turns on the child safety lock, and, and he's like, no, no windows, no windows. What are you doing? Are you Liam Neeson? Are, we, are you kidnapping us? What's going on? Why can't I roll down the window in your car? So we're starting to get... Do you have a parrot in the back? Why can I not roll down your window? We're starting to get angry. We're like, you have to let us do what we need to do to get oxygen. Or pull over. That's exactly. what I said. In this right now. Drop me off. What he decides to do is like, don't roll down the windows. I got something for you. He reaches over into the glove department, opens something up grabs an incense, puts it right there where the prindle is, right there in the middle, lights an incense. What is a prindle? A prindle. Y'all know what a prindle is? Y'all never watched Zach and Cody before? What is a prindle? No. Park reverse neutral driving alone. Okay, 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 go. Yeah, so he puts the incense on the prindle. Okay. Lights a match inside of a moving vehicle. Do you know how nuts that is to have an open flame inside of a vehicle? It's also slightly impressive that I'm assuming he did all that with one hand. Oh, yeah. The other one has to be on the wheel. Yeah. So to pull this out, strike a match, light the incense, and set it on the prindle, that's a real thing. This guy's talented. Yeah, he was He's doing a little talented. knee operation, too. He was, he was fumbling with the knees okay. on the wheel. Okay, that makes sense. He, I don't know if you've smelt an incense before. It starts, it smells like cheese. Like we're, So now we're getting bodily odors, probably from the rear division, yeah. and now I'm getting cheese with smoke, not allowed to roll down the window. This is a nightmare of an Uber trip. It was like top worst. tier worst Uber experience. It was one of those, once we got to the hotel, we didn't speak words to each other. No, oh, we didn't no. say anything. It was You're just scarred. kind of, yeah, we, we went through an experience. Clean yourself because you need to bathe after that experience and go to bed. We we and order just pray that tomorrow's better than what today was. We have to order that's Epsom salt yeah, so we can that's soak. So, that's so bad. Yeah, that was the uh, the worst Uber driver situation ever. And I, and I'm more so of a Lyft guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I've stayed away from that app. But um, yeah, we also had an, uh, another horror story back at our old JUCO. We did. Uh, there was a. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to, how do I say this? There, we had an experience with a haunted exotic gentleman's club. Oh my, okay. So, okay, let me set the setting for you. So, again, y'all have heard it too much. Juco in Oklahoma, there's nothing. There's grass, and that's about it. There's nothing. So we had to go 15 minutes out the way to go to this gas station, and that was our gas station we always went to before we went into the city or even the smaller cities where there was some forms of entertainment. And every time we went there, there's this very small, like, red shack across the road. There's no windows. There's no signs. There's no billboards. You don't know what it is. You don't know if it's vacant. 
but sometimes there's cars out there. So we're like, okay, obviously like something, there's an operation. Yeah, it's operational. Like there's something going on. I have no clue what it is. So one time we have a little more time on our hands one day, you know, budgeted that correctly, had an extra minute to spare. So Peyton being Peyton, very curious. Hey, you you think we should go over there? You like, what is that? I was like, I don't want to, I don't know what that is. (laughs) There's if I don't like to go in something, if I don't know what it is. So him convincing me, let's go over there. Let's find out what it is. So we go over there and I, you got, you got the rest. Cause this was really a him thing, but so we pull up to this haunted abandoned warehouse of a shack that we didn't know what it was small, by the way, like probably half the size of like an average normal, like one story house, like a small little pure red shack. No windows. Yeah, no. It's, there's no way they had sufficient plumbing in that building because there's no room for that. There's no. no room for pipes in there. No. But we pull up, and as we start to get to the front door, there's a man outside of the front door, shirtless, with a leather vest on, belly large out. Large man. Large man. Sasquatch yeah. type almost. Large man. It was like Viking Leather. I don't think y'all heard him. Leather vest, shirtless, <laughs> opens the door, and that's the first thing we see. It would. It w- so automatically i'm caught off guard i don't know what portal i'm entering yeah. once i go through these doors yeah it's so he gives us like a like a weird like check up and down trying to figure out our vibe doesn't know if we're police officers doesn't know if we're here Never on a sting operation it's like you're Never co- going to again <laughs> exactly he's like you're not a regular here yeah. what are you doing but he was gracious enough for some reason to allow us to enter the shack he just props the door open just opens it still no words were said he didn't speak an english word to us it, it was all facial expressions eyes open door as as i walk in all i see is some men on sofas sitting looking at a stage as my eyes go up to the stage i see a woman Unbelievable. i would say at least 53 53 years old wearing short short denim shorts mm. A little bit of cuts on the leg, a lot of bruises. You can tell she's Boots. she's 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 seasoned. She's yeah. been around. She's yeah. she's not afraid yeah, she of the just outside. Fell off a scooter once. Oh, or twice, okay, yeah. To put it easy, a bunch of bump scars, bruises on the legs. Yeah. Denim short shorts, boots on. Yeah. And a hoodie. The hoodie was over her head. Yeah. All I see is this stringy blonde hair with a hoodie. Mm. I don't like what I'm seeing, and the music in there. It was like somebody. <laughs> put their iPhone in a red solo cup and it was just like there was no like loud was noise from like a corner in a different quadrant and it was just like echoing toward the direction of the door it was unbelievable but as soon as we notice them they notice us there's a man that's sitting in the sofa liking to cheat he's watching the woman in the denim on the stage doing whatever she's doing God only knows he's facing away from us but as soon as he hears us come in, he goes, damn it. We're like, 180, walk out, start car, never go back. We're, what did we do to upset that man once we walked into his establishment? Do you know how nuts that is to just turn around, slam something, and say, damn it, to it's strangers? Like, it's, like, it's like the light from outside disrupted the performance and it just ruined his evening and and we just he was he was triggered i guess it was it was unbelievable i think the moral of the story is just like leave those places alone don't go into a building if it doesn't say what it is yeah there's no sign it's not for you i'll leave you with that (laughs) but uh since this is a good storytelling podcast and you know we're in a different state we got our friend calvin calvin's your teammate my teammate good friend 
funny guy, Calvin Allen. And he'll be joining us. And so uh, I think he has some cool stories for us. So let's get uh, let's get Calvin on the pod. All right. So this right here, ladies and gentlemen, one and only Calvin Allen. This is my uh, really good friend, teammate. Met him a couple years ago. He's a great guy. Uh, very funny stories over the years that I've heard this man tell. So I think it's safe to say that he has a unique uh, childhood. And I'm going to let him go ahead and spill off a couple stories about how his childhood and more than likely your childhood just not really on par with each other so uh, yeah. yeah i haven't heard these stories so I, i'm excited to hear it yeah it's okay so if you was born before 2007 mm -hmm. you should know about whoopings or spankings yes. or, or whatever <laughs> just know when i was a kid my mom and dad would put me in situations where they wanted to whoop me i guess <laughs> because it was no a lose lose no way a kid my age would, would be able to Go through with it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it's just you're, you're right? gonna fail. Yeah, it's traumatizing. Like I'm a little nervous even telling them. I love you, mom. <laughs> but anyway, like back in the day, she was trying to teach me and my twin brother. We was probably about seven or eight. Mm -hmm. I stay home alone because it's about that time. About that time, yeah. So she she gave us a briefing about what to do and what not. To do. <laughs> a brief, <laughs> so brief. So just that just do anything. She, I wouldn't do. She wouldn't do uh, with me not being there. Yeah. And basically, don't answer the door for nobody. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Don't answer nobody. <laughs> so that's pretty simple, you know what I mean? I'm simple kid. rules. But you are seven or eight years old, so there's yeah. wiggle room for understanding right there. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a little where, gray area. Right yeah, there. Little, a little gray. Messed up. So, <laughs> so about two weeks later, I didn't know this was the actual test. <laughs> so two weeks later, so I hadn't been studying. <laughs> two, two weeks later. My mom said, I'm about to run to the store for about 15, 20 minutes. And me and my brother probably back there playing WWE wrestling, yeah, John Cena, yeah, you know? Yeah. So she, she leaves. So we playing. Five minutes into her leaving, I hear a knock. Knock, knock. <laughs> In my head, I'm saying, Mom said, don't answer the door. I'm not answering Yeah, I'm not even going to think about going to the door. Not yeah. even a chance. But a couple minutes later, a second knock. Then, like, at that point, I'm a kid. So yeah. I'm like, my my imagination start running wild. Yeah, like I'm thinking about all the pros and cons of what could be at the door and what's not. Like on pro, a con would be me and my brother get kidnapped, never heard, no, never heard from again. So that's it. Uh, negative, but a pro it could be like an ice cream man. I'm like yeah. eight or nine, so I don't know. But ice cream man's knocking on doors. So yeah. I made a decision at that moment. If they knock again, I'm going to the door. <laughs> Couple more minutes go by. Knock knock. I went to the door. <laughs> I had to open it. I had to see who it was. I opened it. It wasn't the ice cream man. I was kidnapped. It was my mom with a belt. Oh, <laughs> uh, tore, tore me up. Oh but my! Th that's not even the story I was gonna get to. That leads into my next story. That my sister, probably about three years later, she's younger than me. So, um, so she's about the same age at this time. Yeah. That you were. Yes. Yeah, so okay. And now you've already been through the trials and tribulations. <laughs> Basically, I walk so she can run. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So about three years later, my mom told me and my brother, "I'm gonna do the same thing to your sister. Don't tell her anything." Mm. You know me yeah. being a great yeah. big brother. Great big brother. I loved her so. You much. gave her her she briefing. So she was so gullible. I had to tell her, "Mom, gonna do this. Don't answer the door. Like, just stay in your room and do what you was doing before." Right. She agreed to it. So, this is not even two weeks later. This is a day later. <laughs> a day later. My mom said she was going to the store. She told me and my brother specifically not to say nothing to her. Okay. Let's see how she reacts. And a little backstory behind this. Me and my sister got different dads. Like, she ha she hasn't seen her dad in about three, four years at this okay. point. Okay. So, my mom leaves and goes to the store. Five minutes later. Knock, knock. <laughs> she goes right to the door. 
Man, listen, nothing I said. She already failed the mission. I'm trying to see how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> she said, she says, who is this? And my mom, no kidding, and a manly voice says, it's your dad. <gasps> my, my little sister jumped oh. up, screamed, opened the door. Was there a dad? No. <laughs> my mom would have That's, so, that's so fucked <laughs> up. <laughs> said my mom the At that point, like, he said she got straight like, to it. Super shicey for that. Like, I wouldn't yeah. talk to my worst enemy. Like, who yeah. would do that? Said so your dad. Yeah. She said, oh my gosh. Yeah. Opens it up to a whooping. Uh, whooping. That is, that is tough. Oh my gosh, bro! Tell what is that one you said about your dad, that one time, with the uh, like how he would, uh, you know what I'm talking about? How he did oh, it without, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, growing up, you know, <laughs> my dad is my hero. Like, yeah. I love everything about him. So, but like, he was a police officer when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So his schedule is different from mine. So I would see my dad. I won't see him a lot during the week. Yeah, so I, I only see Me him too. in the morning because he worked nine like six. So I see him right before I go to school. Mm-hmm. I give him, wake him up, give him a hug and kiss out the door. Mm-hmm. But my dad had a, a strategy. <laughs> Look at his like, face. Kind of like, a, kinda like uh, you know how you have nine weeks in school. Yeah, like my uh, dad would get nine nine weeks butt whoopings Like <laughs> no no kid, I would wake up in the morning all happy and stuff. Me me and my siblings. About to go to school, give my dad a kiss. He said, he'll wake up. He said, I'm whooping your butts tonight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So what do you mean by just that? A, Why? Imagine, what did I do? Just imagine being seven or eight, and you know you're going to whoop it all day. Yeah. More lives now. Yeah. <laughs> Recess isn't fun. You can't pay attention to anything Cafeteria going on. Cafeteria food doesn't taste good at that point. Well, no. So Colors I, are gray. So... so I get on the bus. I'm already down. My friend's trying to talk to me. <laughs> Calvin, Calvin. You're just uh, like, man, today's not the day. <laughs> like Kevin Hart, yeah. I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot. <laughs> but by the time you get to school, recess comes, you forget all about it. Yeah. So imagine coming home. When you get open the door to your house, you start. You immediately remember, yeah. But my dad don't get home too late. So, so <laughs> I go through all my day, do my homework and stuff. So my dad would come home about 7 or 8 o'clock. Nothing, act like nothing was... Everything was normal. Yeah. So we eat, eat dinner together and stuff. The night, night go by, we go to bed. He <sighs> <sighs> lay us down. All, all you hear is a hallway light switch up. Bam. <laughs> you see the lights turn on. Y'all hear jingle, jingle, jingle. A little bit. A building in his hand. Ready to whip everybody for nothing. Like, he would tell us. So, what, yeah, what was. He would tell us he is whooping us for the stuff he caught us doing and the stuff he didn't catch us doing <laughs> during that time. It's like I know something went on yeah. that I didn't. He's catch. like I know y'all did something behind my back and this is just this is your allowance. So but, to say. But like, my thing is like at that point like it's been months or weeks before I even did anything bad. But yeah. Like all right, at least he don't. You know. just, yeah. I guess. Bro, your dad was giving out quarterly ass whooping. A premeditated just, ass whooping is nuts. Just to keep y'all in check. Honestly, some might say crazy. That might be top tier parenting though. No, you try that. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, bro, that's hilarious. Did y'all ever get like publicly like um, punished? I want to say that instead, like what? You know what I'm saying? Like, he just said, bro. One time, like I got a C on my report card or right. something like that. This is the middle of baseball season. I'm not a baseball player, but I did, you know everybody plays sports when they're younger. Yeah. My mom literally made me a sign on my shirt at the baseball game saying, I will play tonight, but I can't make good grades. <laughs> Have to wear it in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, mom, it's just a C. Chill, man. <laughs> it's like, I didn't even fail. It's like, I yeah, still passed. The worst part is like, all the kids walk by you laughing and pointing. All the parents asking you why you don't, why you're not keeping with your grades. Like, you're not my parent. Yeah, yeah. Don't you, talk. Don't small talk. You gotta like, me. no, like, your mom went to the mall and like, yeah, had like, to get something like to she screen press She that. customized the shirt. Said, to prove something to you, like exactly, it proved nothing. I, yeah. gotta, I still got to see next time. Thank you, mom. Oh my oh. gosh, oh, bad I decision. Got one. Right, let's hear it. This is probably when I'm about six or seven. Mm -hmm. maybe. You know, all kids like candy when they go to stores. Yeah. So basically, we go to the gas station. I asked my mom for some Skittles. She said no. So me being a little devious kid, yeah. put them in my pocket. <gasps> oh, oh. So I stole whoopie doo. <laughs> <laughs> we got home. I'm I'm stupid. My mom go to her room. I sneak in the bathroom. She hear me with the rappers come in, bust me out. She said, "Did you st steal those?" <laughs> yes, ma'am. Blah blah blah. She made me put on an orange suit, like uh, not even an orange suit, like a orange shirt and orange shorts. Made me stand out. I'm a kid, so I believe anything. She made me stand outside and said, "The police come to get you." <laughs> I was out there for 30 minutes crying out, crying and everything. I'm banging on the door, let me back in. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. <gasps> oh, you beyond scared straight. Oh my yeah. gosh. I didn't steal again. That's genius. Yeah, that like, is that a really is, good idea. That's hilarious. The t shirt is nuts. Like, yeah, I can't that, get that's over wild. it. <laughs> That's why I, I never got over it. Yeah, like oh, she. Damn. That's that's dedication. I know you. You probably don't have any of those stories. I, I was literally gonna say mine's mine's probably reverse. One time, love my mom death. She's a she's a saint, but she tried to like give me a whooping, and it was it was so soft and unpainful <laughs> that I had to like just for it to end and leave her with some pride. I had to fake it, and I, I like I mean it literally was probably like. You know, you know this this hurts me more than you. Oh, Lisa. Yeah, and and if y'all, if my mom is a saint, like just one of the nicest, you know, women on earth. But I, I legit was like straight face, just like I'm not even feeling this, and it was to the point where I was like, I'm just gonna end this for her, and I was just like, okay, I'm sorry. And I started faking it, and yeah. So. Yeah, we're all gonna get phone calls from our parents after yeah, this airs, but so. it was good. good. That was that was a great story the great that stories was. appreciate you calvin calvin that was hilarious per usual i think that's a good way to wrap up the episode so um guys if you aren't already subscribed do that if you're on spotify itunes apple whatever you listen to it on leave a review do all like, that thing it helps comment there we go one more time subscribe <laughs> say something else notification bell oh tiktok oh his insta will be in the bio oh my god and cal go and get, give him your instagram yeah calvin underscore allen if you want to hear some more abusive stories <laughs> shit, I don't got much to offer. <laughs> okay guys i love you to death that's another episode of you should know podcast uh i'll see you next monday and remember one out of ten koala bears don't make it home to christmas i'll see you don't next have time. to remember that see you <laughs> see you